0: As well. Okay, you're right there.
1: Yeah, it's just my 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 waves are so tiny. It's just. And <clears throat> yeah,
2: well, it's not the size of the waves.
0: It's you know,
1: it's ridiculous. How well
0: you use them. I've got the. Maybe you got you got to pipe up.
1: I've got the mic nearly at ten. And. Mm. Still, my, the sound waves are tiny, tiny, tiny sound waves. It's just so... Mm. so I'm so quiet. Well, you gotta... <clears throat> yeah,
2: you gotta stop being so meek, bro.
1: I only shout when I'm angry.
2: Yeah, well, <laughs> this is the time to be angry as an Arsenal fan. Um, right, let's, let's start the fucking thing. Hello, everybody! Welcome back to Junior Funners. Uh, we've uh, we've we've crossed the Rubicon. We've we've gone over fifty episodes. This is a a new day in podcasting. Episode fifty-one of the Junior Funners podcast with your hosts, the Fun Boys, which is me. I'm Ollie, and it's also Lawrence.
1: Hello, listeners. I'm, I'm a lot better this week. Thanks for asking.
0: Yep. Sounding better, looking better, stronger than ever, Um,
2: and uh, yeah, we got it. We kind of um, when we stopped recording last week's episode, there was still kind of, I mean, the main story we were talking about was still kind of in development, as it were. uh, The uh, proposed European Super League, Um, and so we we just let's get straight into it. Let's go into uh, to Arsenal news. Because about what uh, forty five minutes after we finished recording last week, um, Arsenal announced that they were withdraw. They were also withdrawing from the European Super League, along with Chelsea and Man City. And as it then transpired, the rest of the uh, the so called Big Six, the remaining clubs um, that uh, that hadn't that hadn't already uh, that yeah that hadn't pulled out, were, were going to pull out. Um, so. You know, we uh, we got to celebrate the um, founding of and almost immediate disbandment of the, uh, the European Super League. I think the the following day, more or less, all the rest of the clubs. I think it's only at this stage. I think it's, it's only uh, Real Madrid, Barcelona, and is, are Juventus still in it. Or I think there's there's one other team, isn't there?
1: Um, I I don't know, but. I I don't care because f- uh, fuck the Super League and whoever's <laughs> in it. Uh, you know, thank goodness yep. that the mm. British clubs or English clubs, sorry, sorry, English clubs saw saw sense. Well, they saw sense when their fans got mad and started uh, protesting outside. The yeah, league. then they then they saw sense, <laughs> and uh, yeah, everything worked out in the end.
2: Yeah, they saw sense once they realised they couldn't get away with it.
1: Yeah. Sure.
2: Uh, they saw cents, originally they saw cents as in dollars and yeah, cents. Yeah, they saw... That was the only type of cents they were thinking about. Yeah,
1: the the ones that go ka-ching, all that money, lots of money. Yeah.
2: yeah. Uh, they were, exactly, that was all they were focused on initially.
1: Probably had a huge throbbing boner for all that money that was just about to come in, and oh man, oh, oh, we forgot, we have such things as fans and you know who 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 don't like yeah. to, when we do things that screw the rest of football. And uh, oh, whoops! It's just a prank. Lol, a... just a prank. do uh, just... yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. I I had my fingers crossed the whole time, so it doesn't it doesn't count.
1: Yeah. Uh. Uh-huh. Uh. Uh-huh. You you fell for it. April fool. uh You. Yeah-huh.
2: Yeah, check the date, check the date, April Fools. <laughs> you're on camera,
1: smile, you're on um, camera.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much what they tried to do, is just pretend that it was all like a fun joke uh, that got out of hand. And then, uh, yeah, they just got caught with the, with their asses out, basically. Like you said, it's just a bunch of uh, old men billionaires with gross old men hard-ons trying to jerk each other off to to get more money. That was basically the thinking behind the Super League. Um the uh, uh I've noticed that um uh Presidente Perez is uh, still maintaining that it has to happen uh because all of the clubs involved sign contracts and they can't just back out of it. Which is very funny because it's just like what are you gonna do, man? You get like you're gonna try and individually sue yeah. like all <laughs> All 12 clubs, like, what, how, how are you planning on enforcing this? Like, it, it, you, you're so outnumbered, and like, everybody hates you enough already without you then trying to drag this into court.
1: Let's just make a league for Real Madrid and Barcelona to constantly, you know, suck each other off all, all day, every day, just whatever, just let them be. Yeah. Let them be and, let the rest of football get on with and and having, you know, like a decent uh, competition and healthy, healthy competition. And just screw the, yeah,
0: you, and, know.
2: you know, like actual, actual stakes to the competition, you know, like, the, you know, there's the actual kind of, uh, I don't know, consequences for not performing well or a reward for performing well. Uh, you know yeah. the basic things that kind of make sport sport. I would say,
1: yeah the uh, the 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 peaks and troughs of each team. The that no one necessarily holds sway forever, uh, unless you're Manchester United and you still somehow, uh, despite uh, all logic, somehow are second in the league, and um, but they haven't uh, yeah. won it in a long time. Hopefully, they never will again. Um,
2: yeah, I mean it's a bit early in the show to be talking about Man United, um, to be honest. Let's let's leave it. Let's try and talk about Arsenal at least a little bit before we get on yeah. our uh before we get back on our bullshit um about Man United. But the sort of immediate fallout as far as um English football is is concerned is is what to do with the clubs that that did sign up, you know, the the, the so-called big six. Um, what consequences should there be? Should the consequences fall at the door of the clubs themselves or of the owners specifically? Uh, lots of talk. I mean, in particular, Man United and Arsenal as uh, being very vocal about just wanting the current owners out of the club altogether. Um, I mean, we, we we saw, I think it, it was... Again, just after the announcement that, uh, that Arsenal had uh, withdrawn from the Super League, uh, the the Spotify guy uh, was his name Ek, Daniel Ek. yeah, something Daniel like that. Eek, Daniel Ek. Um, yeah, is is interested in buying the club. The the, the billionaire co-owner of Spotify uh, is interested in in buying the club, um, and he's actually appears to be. Somewhat serious about it, he's enlisted uh, Thierry Henry, Dennis Bergkamp, and Patrick Vieira uh, with his uh, with his, his campaign to buy the club from the uh, from the Kroenke Cronky clan. Hmm. The the, well, the Kookie Cronky clan does that. We'll, we'll just shorten it to KKK. The, the he's, KK, he's trying to buy the club from yeah. the uh, the KKK. The, the yeah,
1: the uh, conglomerate of Kroenke's uh, constabulary the kkk and uh, the uh, yeah <laughs> and um yeah well if he's serious and actually has and isn't just bullshitting and has money and um would would invest in a club somewhat hopefully but uh, let's not get our hopes up but uh, we'll never know see how this pans out um just begging at this point for anybody
2: yeah, who- i mean i think On the surface of it, he's like a cool new billionaire, right? Whereas Stan Kroenke is, uh, was he, he's in his seventies. He's like a, you know, fusty old billionaire and his son's just like a, you know, dipshit fail son. Um, yeah. but I mean, I, it, I don't know The <laughs> the problem is that here, like Daniel Eck kind of, you know, wanting to invest in the club also raises its own questions because he, he made his money through Spotify. Like I said, he's he's the current CEO and co-founder. And I think we've talked in the past about, you know, Spotify's, uh, history with how they, how they kind of treat the artists in terms of, you know, um, paying them per stream, you know, the, the absolute kind of pittance that artists get through, uh, through streaming on Spotify and his attitude towards how artists, uh, create their music you know he's he's sort of famously said sometime last year that artists can no longer afford to take four to five years to uh put out an album you know they can't leave gaps in between albums that are that long uh just because of the way the market is and it's like yeah i don't think that's such a good thing man (laughs) like you've kind of you've fucked over an entire uh industry full of artists there so i don't know i'd kind of I, i i would sort of like I would like to see him kind of pay artists a bit more fairly before he starts, you know, pouring his money into, into Arsenal. Um, I mean, I I read a, the BBC, (laughs) excuse me, the BBC sport website do a you know, they do a weekly feature where Mark Lawrenson, uh, kind of miserably predicts the scores for that week against a a celebrity guest. And, (laughs) Have to see who gets more more of scores correct, and this week just gone. It was uh, the bass player from the band Wolf Alice, who is an Arsenal fan, and he pointed out that it's you know um, the added kind of uh, insult of Arsenal announcing that they were joining this fucking Super League as a means to kind of you know guarantee X you know X billion. Uh, pounds, you know, coming into the club, when they'd had all those uh, redundancies that we we talked about last year, yes. you know, they'd let all those people, you know, dozens of people go from the club and fired them from their jobs um, in order to, well, up to, up, you know, apparently, you know, keep, thing, keep things kind of ticking over from a financial point of view in the face of the pandemic and everything and the lockdown. Um, but really, yeah, that just seems like even more of a kind of fuck you to poor people you know people people that work day to day at the club for a, for a living um, so yeah it,
0: it when you get to this level of wealth um, it's just it's just
2: never good. there's no reason for anybody to have a billion pounds you know there's no reason to have that much wealth.
1: Although, no, i Uh I wouldn't mind a billion. No. Um, <laughs> well,
0: they
2: pulled themselves up by their bootstraps yeah, and, you know, well, they they, you they know, worked if I, hard for that money.
1: If there was a billion pounds on the lottery and I won it, I'd be like, screw everyone else. And
2: Yeah, but that's slightly no, different. I mean, you'd be, win- <laughs> like, you'd be winning that money as opposed to – like because the, the only way to get that type of money is – you, you cannot get to that level of wealth – Without fucking people over, yeah, you've probably you, know, either, you have to step on people, yeah, to get to that level of of wealth.
1: You've probably had to mine an entire country's you know, resources, and uh, probably had to buy, yeah,
2: and not pay the, yeah, not pay the people that work in the mines, yeah, you know, like that that sort of thing.
1: Everything done extremely on the cheap, just anywhere you can, uh, sh- you know. Pull a fast one on people and uh, save all the money for yourself and all those lovely things that exactly yeah we love about the free market, how the resourcefulness and the uh, the ingenuity exactly. of, of billionaires, and we should all love them and bow down to them and just absolutely suck their
2: their job dicks. their job creators at the end of the day, you know they yeah, they, they create jobs. Um, they, they are it's job. A, creators. It's a trickle down economy. The money yeah
1: that billion dollars.
2: The money flows down the pyramid.
1: It flows out. Their ass and into your mouth, just like it's it's beautiful. Exactly. it's like a it's like a human Little centipede. Tiny chunks. A human centipede of money. Mm. Just there's billionaire, and then there's the exactly. yes. the millionaire, the, the, the yes. and then the the, the the thousandth air, and then there's the the, the hundredth air, and the tenth air. And then there's yeah, there's and, us, and there's, then there's us. Yeah. Just oh, yeah, give out, oh, give it oh, all yeah, by mouth. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
2: Mm. Yeah, whatever's left, whatever, whatever oh, yeah. tiny shit flakes are left, mm. they, they give, feed them uh, ooh, feed little, them into our hungry podcaster mouths.
1: A little, a little nut, just oh, just a little solid bit of golden, oh, lovely, crunchy. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that's basically what's happening uh, in in football at the moment. <laughs> uh but yeah, there was, so there, uh, Arsenal played on Sunday. there was a a, a huge fan protest outside the stadium. Uh, more than a thousand fans showed up, chant, uh, chanted very loudly, stayed throughout the match, as far as I could tell, they were setting off fireworks during the game, uh, you know being quite disruptive and uh yeah, I mean yeah the, the 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 people have well and truly spoken, everybody seems to be in agreement that it's it's time for uh, the the kooky Cronky clan. To
1: move on, Pack you know, find another sports team to ruin. Go on, you've got, yeah. you've got, you know, you're focus on the uh, Denver Nuggets or whatever, just you, whatever your your own uh, sports franchise that they say now. Then there's no teams in.
2: Your yeah, name. send the a to send franchise. the L.A. Rams to a you know to another city again.
1: Yeah. Arsenal, you know, we need we need a proper owner who cares about the club, and uh, you know, is not going to sell the rest of football down the river because just because you know, it's it's it's, it's a shame. It, I oh, hate hate football now. I've gone off football. the blooming Arsenal, you you you've made me hate football. Uh, sorry.
2: Yeah it's yeah it, it's it's very depressing and <laughs> then it yeah so it, that was that was last week that was the you know the the fallout from the uh the super league uh, us announcing we were part of it and then leaving it almost immediately uh all of the kind of continuing whirlwind about the ownership of the club um being amongst that we had a match to play we had to uh, we had to play everton at home in the league <laughs> Uh, another fixture similar to uh, to Fulham that we've always done very well at. Um, I think they were talking on Sky Sports about the fact that it, I think it was 19, 1996 or 1995 was the last time that Everton had won uh, at either Highbury or the Emirates. Uh, so, and again, similar to the Fulham match because they kept mentioning it. Wouldn't you know it, the streak <laughs> was mysteriously broken. Oh, God. And um, we ended up losing 1-0.
1: Yeah, to a uh, complete another fumbling effort from our uh, great goalkeeper Bert Leno. Bargain bargain buy. And
2: uh, <sighs> yeah, and, and this this really kind of if you'll if you'll permit me to kind of be a bit earnest and a bit, you know, uh, uh, kind of open up a little bit here. You know, I I try not to uh, let football affect my mental health you know in a, in any kind of genuine way you know obviously that you know you, it, it's part of the drama of it is is the whole appeal but you know when the match is over that's kind of it you know that's it, that should be it that should, and that's that's how everyone should live their life you know it's a fucking game at the end of the day
0: yeah.
2: at the end of the day right it's yeah, just day. a game, it's a game it's of just, two hours
1: just a load of men around um, on the pitch but, kicking a ball
2: exactly but it th- that Everton match, the defeat and the manner of the defeat
0: <clears throat> really f-
2: it really fucked me off. It really put me in quite a bad mood for the following twenty four hours. It it I I felt genuinely you know depressed and upset by it because it was just like it it just reminded me of the this the the feeling that you get when you're kind of in a, a kind of a, a depressive episode. I guess is that. I mean among other things that you know that you you may be feeling at that point one of the the, the main ones seems to be that um I'm never I'm never going to get out of this you know I I feel bad things are bad and uh there's no way for me to do anything about it I'm I'm stuck here basically um things are bad and they're going to stay bad and it's and I, I and that's that's it it's never going to get it's never going to get better than this um, and that was what I felt watching the Arsenal match. I was just like, "This is, this is as good as this group of players, as this team is going to get." And it's this is, we're not seeing any real improvement. It's been like this all season. Nothing's getting better, and we're just gonna. It just feels like this is how it's going to be forever. And it, like I said, it sort of reminded me of like how I feel when I'm going through a you know a, a kind of a a. a a downswing in my mood, or whatever, where it's just like, oh, fuck, I can't get out of this. This is never going to, it's never going to get any better than this. This is, I'm, I'm stuck here forever, basically. um And it, yeah, like I said, it, 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 it caught me off guard, but it, I, I can, I see the parallels, if, uh, if that makes sense. It's, I, I don't know. I, I presume you didn't actually watch the game, Lawrence.
1: Well, I saw our match of the day, and um, I don't know. I felt like, in many ways, that offside that they gave to Pepe before the penalty was a, just another typical bullshit refereeing decision. And I'm starting to like, uh, you know, how originally we were for VAR, but at some point, I feel like the mm. referees are so bad with it that we sh- they probably shouldn't have it. You know, we're never going to get better referees anytime soon. So, so maybe we should just take. This this thing away yeah. from them just because they can't be trusted with it and they're just <laughs> awful with it and uh, you know that's how I feel now not because I'm yeah. anti VAR necessarily but we until referees are any better or oh, they could show that they actually know what
2: they've they, ruined it
1: the referees have ruined it not VAR referees have ruined yeah. football
2: that's what well, I mean yeah, ref, yeah referees have ruined VAR
1: they've they've ruined VAR and football. yeah
2: yeah anything.
1: And uh Pat. anything
2: close to like a meaningful conversation that could have been had about VAR has just kind yeah. of yeah, like you said, been kind of trampled by uh incompetent refereeing. I mean, yeah, the offside, we so for anybody that didn't watch the match, at 0-0, Arsenal were awarded a penalty sort of fairly early on in the second half um for a foul on was it Danny Ceballos that got fouled? Yeah. Graham Soonis was absolutely furious that it was uh awarded in the first place. He was just like yeah, he really used that as an opportunity to get on his soapbox talking about like this this is our game. He's like this is what's happening? What's happened to our to our game? Yeah. People people didn't used to do that. People didn't used to we're being we're rewarding players for this kind of behavior. It's just like you sound like such an old fucking yeah. Oh, Jesus. Um yeah, but yeah, so we we got awarded the the penalty and then uh somehow it was determined that yeah, Nicolas Pepe was offside by like I don't know the the point of his elbow it yeah. seemed. It was like the like his like he was
1: literally elbow, the, Yeah, literally he was level but his slight yeah. elbow slightly ahead or apparently I couldn't like tell. His, his funny
2: bone his it, funny bone was like was apparently slightly <clears throat> ahead yeah. of this the Everton defender.
1: Yeah, it's just that's, that's, that's dumb and part of me is that, that when Wenger's proposed new offside like that won't be offside and, I start, and in many ways I'm like oh, I'm looking forward to this new offside rule if, if it is going to happen it won't be happening anytime yeah. soon but um, that was stupid I just felt I mean, yeah
2: for that- situations like that it, it 100% makes more sense I mean it, it's that that is that should be correct I mean it is. he's not he's not going to score a goal with his fucking elbow. No. Like, like, and there was, there was that one earlier in the season where it was, was it Patrick Bamford that was like pointing to where he wanted the ball passed? And yeah. because, because his arm was outstretched, his arm was over the, the, the line to make him offside. And so that meant that the goal got disallowed. And again, it's like, he's not going to score the goal with his fucking finger. Like what? No. Fucking use some, and I hate to use this expression, but use some common sense, man.
1: Yeah. These so bloody current uh, these referees don't have any. At the end of the day, they they, they they're stupid. And uh, it's gone out the window. It's gone it's out got, the window.
2: It's political correctness has come in. Common sense gone out the window.
1: It's gone out, Gone. It's gone. Gone mad. Referee and his...
2: It's gone the way. It's, common sense has gone the way of proper bin men. You know.
1: It's like that. I don't know if you'd agree. When I wa- I watched um. Liverpool, Newcastle, and Newcastle had that goal disallowed because the ball hit Callum Wilson's arm. And it's like, well, you can't really do anything about that. That's not, is that, I mean, that was kind of.
2: I, I didn't see that.
1: Uh, no, I like,
2: did. Uh, was that the game that uh, Joe Willock scored another late equaliser? Yeah.
1: yeah. But before then, I was like, yeah. I, I was watching it. I was like, Callum Wilson, in many ways, like that, that, I don't know whether that that can't be intentional because he's just like right. Like the goalkeeper's come out and it's hit the goalkeeper, bounced hit, bounced off on hit Karen Wilson on the arm, and it's like, well, can you really call that a handball? Whatever. I I just yeah. Uh, and then Chelsea West Ham, where uh, Balbuena who clears the ball, but his his foot is following through and it hits, it lands on Chilwell's leg. And now that's a red card.
2: Yeah, that was, it's,
1: it's, yeah, that,
2: that kind of, that, that really kind of lit the, uh, the pundit sphere up in that incident. And everybody, everybody was trying to get in on the action of saying how ridiculous that was. And I mean, it is ridiculous, but it is, it it did kind of feel like it did kind of feel like the pundits were sort of trying to outdo each other in, in who could, (laughs) Who could overreact the most yeah. to it?
1: It's a problem when I think we've had we've had a couple weekends of football where there's not a whole lot of entertaining games. It's always been one nils, one one. I mean, yeah, the Burnley Wolves game was. I I watched that. I thought it was very, I thought it was very good. I mean, I slagged off Burnley a couple of weeks ago. I remember saying like "fucking Burnley" because they were, you know, just letting Spurs have have their well, yeah, I mean- have their way, but yeah, you know, they actually. I gave Wolves a game for a shit. Yeah, I mean it's I don't know. I don't know yeah,
2: I what the fuck is happening with Wolves that yeah. they can that I, yeah, what <laughs> what is going on with Wolves that they can let Burnley score four goals? Like that is yeah. insane.
1: And that was the other thing that pissed me off about Wolves, it's like you only turn up to play against Arsenal, like like every other team. Oh, there's a there's an agenda, it's the Arsenal agenda. Every yeah, team I d- plays well d- against d- Arsenal and she play shit against everyone think, else. Mm,
2: yeah. I mean, I think Occam's razor of, you know, <laughs> Occam's razor on that one might reveal that it's less of an agenda and kind of yeah. more of a, more of an internal problem with Arsenal, I would say. But yeah, we, we, that penalty eventually got rescinded. So we didn't get that. And then not long after that, um, Richarlison made a, you know, he, I can't remember who it was that sort of passed the ball over the like the halfway line to him. Made a, you know, really good run. Um, at left back, attempted to make a tackle and just completely, completely yeah. utterly whiffed it. Um, didn't get anywhere near him. Um so yeah, Richarlison brought it inside, got into the penalty area, took his shot, which went straight at Burn Leno, and uh, a competent goalkeeper would have just scooped the ball up and, yeah. and held on to it and then taken a goal kick and then the game would have continued. However, this is Burn Leno uh, we're talking about. So, of course, the ball uh, went through his arms and through his legs and into the goal. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it went down as a, a, a leno own goal because it wouldn't have been on target if he just, that's the weird thing. If he just let the ball run, <laughs> it would have gone wide. Uh, him attempting to save it is what uh, what caused the
1: goal. Yeah. Yep, same old Arsenal, doing it to yourself. And uh, yeah, it's, it's just been the same old thing all season.
0: <laughs> and
2: once again, we've got to, I, I, we've just got to kind of reflect on the fact that we sold Emmy Martinez at the start of this season. Um, And I don't know, man, I, I don't see him making that kind of mistake. No. Um, uh, Yeah. He, he played so well for the, the games that he came in to take over for Leno for at the end of last season. You know, we won, we won the FA cup with him. We won the community shield with him. uh, And then, Yep, decided decided Leno was Leno's the man. We're gonna mm. we're gonna go ahead with him, and he's he's not a top class goalkeeper, unfortunately. I, I where he's still fairly young, I thought that he might develop into one, but it's becoming more and more apparent, as it is with most of the Arsenal squad, uh that this is as good as it gets and he is capable of making a uh, making a, a match-losing mistake at any moment.
1: Yeah. Yeah, It's uh, that's the one thing. I don't know whether Arteta will be sacked, depending on Europa League, but I think that's the one thing can't forgive him for, is uh, selling Amy Martinez. That's the one thing I think...
2: Big, yeah, big. he had a lot of he did he, you know, he had a lot of players that he had to to clear out, and there's a lot of players that he still needs to to clear out. You know, there's a <laughs> lot of dead wood in the squad, um, but Martinez clearly was not among them. <laughs> That's uh, just seems yeah. like an unforced error on his part, and it, increasingly, it looks as though loaning out Ainsley Maitland-Niles and Joe Willock also seems like a mistake. I, yeah. I think <laughs> given given the kind of lack of I don't know. Just the lack of everything in this current squad. That you know, those those younger players are the only thing that's keeping us going. You know, like the 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 Emil Smith Rose and the the Bakayo Sackers. Uh, the, you know that that kind of younger generation of players that's coming through is the only thing that's kind of keeping the the, the team together. So sending those guys out on loan looks more and more like a mistake. I think they could have. Yeah they could have come in and played in some of the matches that we've uh, that we've gone through recently.
1: Yeah that's uh, that's what I, I I said originally was like you know we've got all these games coming up in Europa League and you send the two very important you know players who can play in one or two positions at least and um you send them out on oh, no, loud you bloody idiot Arteta you bloody moron. yeah anyway
0: and, and it, uh,
2: yeah now uh, and now there's talk of Willock going to newcastle permanently yeah um, which i d- yeah again it just seems uh, uh, yeah it's just a, another another <laughs> another thing where arsenal are making it unnecessarily hard for themselves it's like you didn't have to send him out on loan and you don't have to sell him like you can just just as loan ends bring him back get him back in the squad like it's it's simple
1: you know that Arteta won't ever pick him if he does. He He might bring him on, I don't know, 10 minutes to go and we're like, I don't know, 1-0 up. And he just wants to, uh, you know, uh, shore up defensively. That's all he'll do. I don't, I don't think he sees players like Joe Willick as a, an attacking player. I think he sees them as just like defensive mids. I think he just doesn't... I, I, I don't think Arteta is very... But he's... I know, I, but when you see what Steve Bruce does with him, <laughs> go on, say it. Say when, you it. See, when you see what Steve Bruce does with Joe Willock, he turns him into almost like a those kind of free roaming midfielder gets in the box, and now he's getting on loose balls, and he gets goal, and it's like oh, he makes those run into the box. Well, that's,
2: yeah, that's that's sort of how that is how Willock was being deployed in the uh, before he went out on loan. He was being sort of used. Like that in the Europa League matches, he was kind of he was more of a kind of forward uh uh attacking midfielder um but yeah, he wasn't getting many games in the, in the team in the league uh but again, I feel at this point he he could easily he could walk into this squad you know there's there's a lot of players that aren't that just don't seem to be uh Pulling their weight, and it, yeah, it, it, yeah, he could, he could easily get in this, uh, in this current Arsenal side with semi regularity.
0: I would say at least, at least, yeah. But
1: uh, no, uh, just going to stick with this very rigid system that Arteta has uh, installed. I mean, I've probably been a bit harsh, being a bit, being a bit um, fickle because. Uh, Lacazette wasn't there because he was ill and um, I don't know what's happened well we've had people like Odegaard have all of a sudden become injured and just completely
0: you know,
1: disappeared apparently uh, I, yeah. I, I did read a story that Real Madrid may take Odegaard back due to Arsenal pulling out of the Super League or whatever but
0: eh whatever
1: <clears throat> right, fine Good, I <clears throat> I I was Yeah, moved. that
2: I mean that that kind of pettiness wouldn't s- surprise me that much, but uh
1: yeah. Uh I mean Odegaard, I was hoping he I would think, probably I mean, have an impact, but he's kind I'll be controversial, I'll got say it now. He's kind of been a bit hit, hit and miss and just sort of eh. Been okay some games, not so good in other games, but anyway. That's my view on Odegaard.
2: I think he's, he's struggled for he struggled for fitness uh he's not i mean he he only came in in january didn't he i mean he's he's he hasn't had that many the, you know the number of full games he's actually played is probably not that many um and let's be honest the quality of the team around him is you know yeah. inconsistent um I, I don't i don't necessarily think that's his fault um i think yeah he he has he has made an impact on occasions where it's been needed, um, and you can see that he is a he's a positive influence, um, you know, going forward. But yeah, it doesn't. I mean, at this stage, it doesn't. It doesn't matter who they bring in. There needs to be kind of quite a, a yeah. major change around in the squad, anyway. Bringing in one or two players um, to the starting eleven is not gonna isn't gonna you know isn't gonna to have an immediate impact. There needs to be kind of a more fundamental shift which hopefully will happen at the end of this season uh, whether that's with Arteta or without him whether that's with the Cronkers or or without them uh who knows but we've got uh, at, at the time of recording we got the first leg of the semi-final coming up in the Europa League uh against uh
0: Unai Emery's Villarreal yes at uh, well
1: I did say last week that I thought we could possibly get a result out of that, but uh, it's Europa League. It seems to be where players all of a sudden start playing reasonably well for Arsenal. It's only in the Premier League we play shit now. But um, uh,
2: yeah, it, I mean, yeah, Pepe. You know, we 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 talked about last week. His his form in the Europa League has been uh, pretty great. You know, whatever else you may think of him. Um, the Europa League seems to be the only time he's he's found any kind of consistency. Um, so yeah, I mean he he might turn up and do a job for us. I mean, hopefully, you, fingers crossed. We have you know either Lacazette or Abamyang back fit for that one, or you know both would be ideal. But if we we need at least one of them fit for that game, you feel yeah. to stand a, a, a real chance.
1: But well, uh, more, more than likely, probably will be Lacazette. I don't know how quickly you can recover from malaria. I'm not an expert in that stuff. And, um, what is, I think, I think yeah. Lacazette just had an illness. So for all I know, he probably might be back. No, he
2: did his, uh, he, he pulled up holding his hamstring uh, during the, um, uh, Fulham match.
1: Oh yeah. So never mind. Forget what I said. I know absolutely nothing. And, uh,
0: because I thought they said a match
1: of the day that he was ill. I thought they said before the game that maybe he was, oh, whatever, maybe a misheard. And,
2: um... um don't think so. I mean, well, I mean, a is, I, I would say malaria makes you pretty ill.
1: <laughs> yeah, obviously.
2: Uh, so they might have been talking about uh, a But yeah, no, like I said, he had to get subbed off in the Fulham match because he uh, strained his hamstring or something. Uh, so. Yeah, fingers crossed that that's not too serious and he's able to come back for the um for the Villarreal match because we need yeah, I mean we, we need uh, the only goal uh, scorer Eddie have is right you know Yeah, Eddie and Kettier is is you know he's a fine young striker <laughs> but I don't think he's he's not going to be able to he in terms of big matches like this like you said Lacazette is the top scorer and the only consistent goal threat we have
0: at the club so we really fucking need him back. Yeah. Yes.
1: Um. Again, it's just you know, is this is this what we're doing now? We're just not going to focus. We're just going to focus on Europa League, and um, you know, we don't care if we lose every game now in the Premier League. Is that where it's going to be? Just going to focus all our energy.
2: I don't know. It's 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 so fucking bleak, you know. Yeah. when you look at the table and see see where we are and see how many matches are left it's just we, yeah we we might not finish in the top half like that's no. that's really quite likely you know we uh, villa uh, below us we're one point ahead of villa but they've got a game in hand um wolves so we're on 46 points in 10th villa Eleventh with uh, forty-five points, and they've got a game in hand. Then you got Wolves in twelfth on forty-one points. You know, so they're only they're only five points behind us. I, yeah, it, it's it's really fucking depressing.
1: <laughs> I think I'll just take up watching basketball again. You know, this has been it's been such a, a really annoying yeah. and frustrating week, just like. I don't want... I don't to be, become I don't, a Nuggets fan. No, I I was always I support Lakers, I, I've said. Um
2: <laughs> Yeah, it'd just be funny. It'd be funny if you were like, "Man, uh, yeah. I'm sick of the cronkers and their yeah. bad ownership of Arsenal. I'm going to go back to the NBA. Yeah, uh, my precious Denver Nuggets."
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That would be that would be like sort of things some people on Twitter would be like that. You know, that it's always how how do these people yeah. exist? And um yeah. And yeah, you know, it's just. I, I've had enough Arsenal. I, I you know, I'm not. I mean, mm. it's not like this has been the only bad season. It's like the last 15 years have been one disappointing season after another. I mean, we've had like, oh, we've won a few FA Cups, but it's been like, yeah, everyone, it seems like no one really cares about FA Cup anymore. It's just sort of like on par with like the Charity Shield or something with some people. And. It's like, you know.
0: uh, I don't know.
2: It, it's until I think people feel that way until they win it.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: that's what's funny.
2: Um, and then, it, yeah, but it, yeah, I mean, it is. It's it's still you know, it's a trophy, it's silverware. It guarantees you, you know, it guarantees you a, a Europa League spot. So for you know teams that aren't necessarily part of the the big six or that finish in the top four, you know, that is that's. I mean, it saved our asses in terms of getting mm-hmm. into Europe last season, didn't it? Because we didn't. We weren't going to finish. We weren't going to finish high enough in the league to to get into yeah. Europe. It was only through winning the FA Cup that we managed to get back into the Europa League. Um, so, yeah, you know, the FA Cup is still, is still, I would say, a, you know, a relatively big deal. But yeah, it, overall, is I mean, it, it, it's it's stuff that. Like you said, we've been talking about for well over a decade as Arsenal fans, but it seems we seem to be reaching a, a really kind of uh, we seem to be reaching critical mass with it now. You know, we are at a real kind of crisis point here where stuff has got to fucking change and quick. Otherwise, I mean, who knows? You know, we could <laughs> we could end up like you know Nottingham Forest or something. You know, we yeah. just end up getting you know relegated. Back to you know down to the down to the championship and then maybe maybe to League One who knows?
1: Well, we may not drop that far. I think I think we might just yeah, you don't know that the worst thing is just becoming a mid-table Premier League team, just like you know, like a <clears throat> I don't know. Don't want to disparage any clubs because we're... name names. The- we're in no position to be slagging any other clubs off, really. Apart from, um, Man United, <laughs> apart from Man United and Spurs, you know, the 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 the, the mere yeah. the cheek of Spurs to consider themselves an elite club is laughable. Like you haven't won anything. And, yeah, uh, you know, let's just all laugh at Tottenham for a bit. And yeah, the, yeah we can
2: we can confirm now that we've. That, yeah, that, I mean, we can confirm they have not won anything because uh, they uh, they lost in the Carabao Cup uh, since yeah. we since we last recorded. Uh, so well, well, uh, Man City continue their dominance of that particular competition. But yeah, Spurs uh, had an opportunity to win a trophy and and
0: they fucked it. They Spursed it right, right. up.
1: Good old Spurs, never let you down in that sense. Yeah. You know. um, yeah. Yeah. But um. Everyone else I won't make fun of because you know they, 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 they all you know they, 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 some of them actually do quite well they actually play some good nice stuff. it's just a shame where they are on the table it's uh um, yeah, and it's just you feel like you know, we should we should just volunteer to get relegated you know we're so we're so ashamed of being arsenal fans we just can we just get relegated just to prove, <laughs> just to prove a point or something. It's like, we'll volunteer to go down. <laughs> we, we've had enough. No, no one likes yeah. us. Everyone makes fun of us. We'll just, we'll just see ourselves out the door. It's fine.
2: Just, uh, yeah, just, yeah, just to give someone else a chance. You know, if we we will volunteer for, for relegation and then it means another, ch- another club from the championship can come up, you know?
1: Yeah. Like, just make
2: you you know, know, team that the team that deserves to be there.
1: Whoever gets into the um, playoff final, those two teams can just congratulations to both of you. I heard that, by the way. Um, Yeah. Huh. (laughs) Never mind. I I don't know
2: what you're talking about. It must be at your end interference at your end. You did a you did a, a, Um, a, a.
1: Fart! You farted. So no, nope, I, I
2: just in, de, interference at your end.
0: I think it's some distortion. Um, yeah. So I, I oh, excuse me. Oh, oh, coming out the front. Um, that was also you. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. So it's uh, to sum up, uh,
2: Arsenal. Uh, Arsenal bad.
1: Arsenal very very bad should be bloody shamed, Should be hmm. it should be dock points yeah. and find like, you know for, for a bajillion pounds for nearly trying to remove they should go to jail. Like they should go to prison. A cab, <laughs> but you should go to prison because you've you've been very bad.
2: I, <laughs> I think you've been hanging out on football Twitter too much. Um but yeah, I mean it, there's probably some people that are, are calling for that type of that yeah. level of punishment. They're calling for just solely um, Arsenal to I go to the- prison
1: because they hate Arsenal so much. Just, just solely Arsenal. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking Arsenal. <arsehole.
2: laughs> mm. Um uh, I saw United Trey like tweet some uh it was like a black and white Photoshop picture of uh when Mourinho was at um when Mourinho was still at uh, Man United and it's like He's like walking down the touchline at Old Trafford, and a bunch of the players are walking behind him. But they're they're all wearing like black suits, and like I think it's like Martial or someone is like carrying like a (laughs) carrying like one of those like old fashioned like Tommy gun machine guns. Is like the caption was like, "This is the baddest team ever." It was just like, "This is this is so fucking lame, man."
1: That sounds awesome.
2: This is real, kind of just this is. Baby shit, man! This is really pathetic. Um,
1: it's amazing, man,
2: yeah. how People, even even in times like this, you know, it's important to to laugh yeah. at, at Man United fans.
1: It's amazing how some people literally fell for the uh, Mourinho got himself sacked because he was, pro- yeah, in in protest of the su- Super League. Amazing that people f- literally went along <laughs> yeah. and fell for that. And I saw, like, yeah. You know, yeah, One, 1, 2,000, like two, five thousand. It's like you. How are you people so gullible? Yeah, really.
2: What you're because p- he's pure class, mate. He's always a winner. He always wins. Jose always wins. He's D- there class, are, mate.
1: Dare I say, you, those people are the problem with football. They just they're these gullible idiots. These marks <laughs> that fall for everything. Yeah, doesn't matter yeah, how the, bad the, these marks, the, uh, these
2: gold bridges.
1: It doesn't matter how bad the billionaire owners fuck them; they'll still take it. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, t- oh, fucking yeah, I love it. You're, you're, you're the yeah. Prompt, I mean, I, so. I, you
2: know, I, I, I said it. I said it when we started this podcast, but yeah, nobody, <laughs> nobody has worse opinions about football than football fans. Yeah, um, it, yeah. It's just, it, yeah, it comes us. with territory. Like, you just, you have to just overreact to everything. Um, and it, yeah, it just means that, yeah, people end up with these just dodo brain dog shit takes about stuff. Um, it, it's, uh, yeah, we, we love it. Don't we folks? Yeah. We love it.
1: I love, I love when I'm watching BBC I mean, we, at halftime and they have like all the, the Burnley fan podcast and it's like, you know, or you know, the, or the Wolves fan podcast. It's like, oh, isn't that, it, it's just so I don't know why I get patronising about it. I just feel like, oh, no, wouldn't that be nice to be on a nice little Burnley podcast? I, mean, I wonder what they talk about all day. Uh, you know, or...
2: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it is, yeah, and, it, like, also following, like, the if you're, like, following along with a match on, like, the BBC Sports website, and it's, like, you know, like, the... you like like, reading the updates from a match, and they'll... Uh, They'll sort of, you know, post people's uh, texts or tweets and stuff. I mean, there's there's some real. Uh, any given match, there's just some real corkers in there where it's just like, I don't know. It, it could be like, uh, like if Man City are playing and like if like De Bruyne hasn't scored or set up a goal by half time, someone will be like, "There's no two ways about it. De Bruyne is an absolute flop." You Easter know, they're just, they're just
1: make like the pound shot. <laughs> Uh, they just make like the pound shop um
0: um, oh the pound shop Bruno pound shop Bruno yeah yeah um yeah just
2: just people making like insane like declarative statements about like the best players in the world as though as as though they're just as, as though they are like genuinely shit it's so funny um I think the only other bit of Arsenal news to talk about is the um, the Premier League Hall of Fame. The the first two inductees are, uh, are going to be Alan Shearer and the King Hulk himself, Hogan. Thierry Henry. <laughs> Never
1: mind. Um, I must make it made a, made a, made a joke. <laughs> Wait, did you say? I said I said Hulk, did you say Hogan. Hulk Hogan. Yeah. Somehow he got himself in the Premier League Hall <laughs> of Fame.
0: Um,
2: yeah.
1: They're well, just, yeah. The,
2: at are. the ceremony where they're inducting. The ceremony they're inducting Alan Shearer, and then just suddenly he's like, Oh my god, that's Hulk Hogan's music!
1: Oh, <laughs> uh, that'd be, that'd be. I don't know whether the bet the bet one would be the NWO comes out with, Oh man, that's embarrassing nowadays. They're all old, but no. Um, yeah, Alan, Alan Shearer, yeah, yeah, Tieran Ree, well, yeah, bloody should be. Tieran Ree's bloody bleeding greatest footballer ever played football.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, Hulk Hogan would have some, uh, you know, Hulk Hogan would have some opinions about Thierry Henry being inducted into the the Premier League Hall of Fame. I think it's safe to say, not anything to do yeah. with his, you know, anything to do with his footballing knowledge, just about uh, you know other aspects of uh, of Thierry Henry's uh, being. Yeah, shall we say? But uh, but yeah, I mean, yeah. Terry Henry, probably probably the best player that's ever played in the in the Premier League, right? I mean, I, I, there can't just really be anywhere. much argument about that.
1: I just the greatest of all time, the goat.
2: Yeah, I, <laughs> that as well. I mean, this is specifically the the, the Premier League Hall of yeah. Fame. I mean, it, it's yeah, he's the he's like you said, he's the goat. He's the, he's the Jimi Hendrix of football. You know, he's he's just what can you say? I mean, he, he it it would have been insane for him not to be inducted as one of the first
0: people in there
1: yeah literally um you know he was the man he was just he could do it all he had pace, he had dribbling a bit, he could pass, he could take a free kick he could, and he was just finishing yep. finished just absolute quintessential uh, finisher just every just like an art form almost yeah. like where he would curl he was that. A finishing ball, machine yeah just every time just pinpoint accuracy it's like why can't we learn from this. Why can't our players learn from just watching him or his videos or something? What, well what are they doing? What I are mean, they doing wrong? What are they doing wrong?
2: To be fair, I mean it it's that's a bit like saying like, you know, I have You can't learn from the best. I, I've watched all these videos of Yeah, I've watched all these videos of Freddie Mercury singing, but I can't sing like Freddie Mercury. What what's yeah. going on? I well, I should be able to sing like Freddie Mercury. Yeah. It'd be you know, it's it, he's Terry Henry was a you know a once in a lifetime freak of nature. You know, uh, talent that was just you know d- beyond most human capability.
1: Va- va- vavavum, I don't know why I said that; it just came to my head.
2: He had the vavavum. He
1: really did. He had the he had the, uh, I, the the, the, the je ne sais quoi, as the Germans say. Um...
0: Yes, <laughs> famously he um yeah i mean he, he he also
2: uh like you said besides his you know his his quality as a striker and his, his finishing he also i think he he set the record for the number of assists in a, a premier League season as well didn't he he did twenty assists in in one yeah. season um which is crazy for you know for a for a striker to be getting that many assists is is nuts, but yeah, he's a very unselfish player he's able to kind of you know spot a a like you said, able to spot a pass as well as, uh, as well as just being able to seemingly score from just anywhere on the pitch. I mean, you know, he, he wasn't just like a, he wasn't just like a poacher or like a, you know, like a Fox in the box. He could, he could, he could score from pretty much anywhere. Um, so yeah, I mean, he, yeah, he, he it. it makes absolute sense that he'd be inducted. Alan Shearer as well. I mean, I think it would be stupid not to induct Shearer on the first, uh, you know, the first go around, given that he is the, the all time uh, top goal scorer for the premiership. And he was sort of the first, I suppose, he, you know, he's was, he was like one of the, at one point he was the most expensive player in the world. Wasn't he, you know, he was like the first like big transfer in the premiership when he, uh, when he went from, um, when he, was it when he, Went to Saints or was it when he went to Newcastle? It was like, he went for like nine million pounds and that was like the biggest, that was the biggest transfer in the world, which seems incredibly quaint by today's standards.
1: Well, I would assume it was from when he moved to Blackburn. I went from, went from Blackburn to Newcastle because, um, yeah. I'm just going to quickly uh, look this up, listeners. Um, yeah, it's
2: good that you started talking to.
1: Uh, to, uh, to- so, uh, Alan Shearer. Uh, oh, it was quite funny the on Match of the Day. Yeah. Um, uh, they showed a, a clip. Um, Steve Bruce. Uh, he was, he was. I hope he says something nice about us. The miserable git. It was quite funny.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: I mean, that, yeah, that's fair enough from uh, from from Brucey. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's nobody in the same. You know, I, uh, nobody nobody uh, seems to hate Newcastle more than Mister Newcastle himself, Alan Shearer.
1: Okay, well, it says here just a little thing on Shearer's move for fifteen million pounds at the time, world record fee uh, would be the equivalent ah. of one hundred fifty-seven million pounds in today's football money, making him more expensive than Paul Pogba. Jesus. Oh, and De Bruyne.
0: <laughs> can you imagine? Can you... <laughs>
2: Man, can you imagine that now? Like Alan Shearer, yeah. Alan Shearer go for 150-odd million. Man, that would be amazing. Um, yeah, who else would be... I mean, the, from an Arsenal point of view, I saw on, on Facebook, like, the Arsenal uh, Facebook uh, page was sort of asking... Who else from, you know, Arsenal should be inducted into the Premier League Hall of Fame? And it was kind of, the, you know, the, the, the usual suspects, your, your Bergkamp's and your, uh, your uh, Tony Adams and, and Adibayor. your Who would you, uh, be your, Nas- your pick?
1: Oh, Adebayor. Def- <laughs> ad- definitely Adibayor, followed by Nasri, followed by Almunia, followed by yeah. William Gallas, followed by... Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, what was... Uh, Sanogo... Yeah, followed by Alex Song, followed by uh, Nicholas ben- Nicholas Bentner. Bentner,
2: Bentner. God, how can we not- We damn we've, it. Fuck it, how can we not talk-
1: <laughs> He's got to be in there.
2: Completely forgot about Bentner.
1: Yeah, he's my choice, followed by- Yeah. Uh, I don't know, maybe Sesk or if I was to pick Arsenal player, maybe- uh, Nah, I, I- I don't know, something- Well, are you being serious? Well, I don't, I don't know, I figured- Either well, sort of. I just I don't know. I like I like Ces Fabrias. Yes. I know he went to Chelsea. I know he went to Barcelona, but I still like Cesc. Yeah, and um, Arsene. I always thought. But if you, if we're going for the more classic old school, mm. uh, when Arsenal were were good, I don't know. Maybe someone like uh, you could have, you have Tony Adams or or. Because uh, he was like, yeah. you know, the the guy. He was like, you know, the captain. He was the he was the. the, the oh, but you could, he was you,
2: a fucking man.
1: I mean, Burkamp. I don't know. Maybe, but they would they would probably pick someone that really safe like Burkamp or someone because. I mean.
2: Yeah, I mean, I to be honest, Burkamp. <laughs> Burkamp can get in just based on that that goal he scored against Newcastle, like just that on its own deserves to think, be in the, in the premier league hall of fame. So I think, I think he, he could get in just for that, let alone everything. Yeah. Obviously everything else he achieved, but just that.
1: Surely the whole invincibles team should be considered. It can if they can have, is it just an individual? Surely they should have like the invincibles because, you know, we went a whole season didn't, didn't lose a game. I mean, um, yeah, that's, that's a, that's a good point.
2: I mean, yeah, the, I, it, I would think that after a couple of years, there'll be a fair number of the players from that squad in uh, the Hall of Fame just on their own. But yeah, you would have thought that there'd probably be like an honourable mention or something given that, you know, because they gave us a special trophy, you know, it was, they gave us a a special gold trophy because we did the whole thing unbeaten.
1: Yeah, exactly. But no, mate, no, no, no. Invincibles were overrated. So many, I saw so many Chelsea fans with that, with that opinion.
2: Yeah, they drew. I'm making a point. They not drew twelve matches. Like that's yeah. how can they be? How can they be good if they're drawing twelve matches? And it's just like, yeah, because we didn't lose any motherfucker. <laughs> it's like, yeah. like what? I, what do you want? Like what? Trying to pick holes in the fact that you go 32 games without losing any of them. Like just, just the idea that it's like, oh, they should have won more, and they only drew. They only you know they drew twelve matches out of the 38, and it's like. Yeah, but we still won the league, and crucially didn't lose any
1: of them. Like that's yeah. something that's never been done. Exactly. Liverpool almost came close, but uh, Watford uh, won three 0 that year. That was uh, that was quite quite a day. <laughs> so many memories when yeah. there was actual fans in the stadium. Oh, it was. Well, it doesn't make Man. much difference at the Emirates. Yeah, I'm sure. Well they're making a big noise in the Emirates. Well. Yeah, they've made more noise makes, outside. Uh, yeah, they makes- made more noise outside on, than they did inside.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, make more noise outside than... Uh, they, they did
1: inside. <laughs> um,
2: yeah. Um, it, I would say that, you know, our fans probably... Do, they make more noise than they do at the Etihad. I mean, that's that's some, that's got to count for something, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> I kind of miss Highbury I mean, in some it's, sense because it's, it's like they actually like they felt like I don't know when I you, you see a game at Highbury, it just felt like they're right right close up against the pitch. It just felt like more more intimate. intimate yeah, and it was
0: word. and it, uh,
2: it was the I believe it was the the smallest smallest pitch in the league as well. Um, which seems insane. I don't know. It might have changed now, but back then, there wasn't like a regulation. I suppose I to a, well within reason. I suppose, but there wasn't like a there wasn't like a regulation size that all pitches in a Premiership had to be the same size. I think Highbury had the either the the smallest or the maybe it was like the. Yeah, like the the smallest or the like the narrowest or something. Basically, it it, it meant that like the pitch was like kind of slightly wider uh, and not as long <laughs> as, as most other pitches in the league. So, I guess that kind of gave us an advantage in, in the way that you know Wenger set up the, his teams to play and to pass the ball around uh, very quickly. Kind of meant that you know it it kind of benefited us um, in uh, you know. It, 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 <sighs> You know what I'm trying to say.
0: Um,
2: In the Champions League tonight, just a quick score update. Real Madrid are drawing one all with Chelsea. Uh, Just over an hour gone in that match. Uh, Pulisic put uh, Chelsea ahead after about a quarter of an hour. And Benzema uh, pulled one back for uh, for Real Madrid on 29 minutes. Uh, It looks like Eden Hazard has just come on for, for Real Madrid. So here that'll be go,
1: interesting. Here we go, lads. He's hardly played all season, but he's surely he going to turn it up tonight.
0: Yeah. So, wow, well, yeah,
1: I mean, it's that, that is in a, the script, that is isn't a, it? He's
0: going to, uh, yeah.
1: That is the ultimate f- uh, flop right there.
0: Just, mm.
1: just complete, you know. I don't know whether it's just injury, probably, or just. He just looks rather chunky as well nowadays.
2: I think for, I mean, from what I've heard, yeah, it seems to be that he's, he's struggled for fitness. A bit. But then also it's like Zidane is a weird, it just seems like such a weird guy, man. You never know, like he the way he seems to kind of fall out with players, but yeah. refuse to acknowledge that he's fallen out with them, even though it's very clear that he, that he has. Um, yeah, it, it it's, yeah. Like who knows what's going on behind the scenes there.
1: Yeah, well, you know, uh, Real Madrid should be bleeding, expelled, banished. They should be, you know.
2: Yeah, it's true. This could be their last Champions League. So let's hope for their sake that they win it because they might not be back for a while.
1: Yeah. Oh, what a shame. Oh, such a great club. Such history. Oh, such mm. great just players. a wonderful culture. Such wonderful team, wonderful yeah. fans. Great fans as well. Great fans.
2: Great fans. Great. Wonderful culture.
1: Great, great. Love love teams that just act like they're the greatest thing in the world and they spit on everyone else.
0: Yeah. yeah.
2: Literally in some cases, yeah. Um <laughs> anyway. I think that's is that all the is that all the football stuff for, for the moment?
1: Yeah. More, more or less, I think. Uh,
2: um, I mean, the only other sort of headline I can see here is uh, Euro 20. Well, the delayed Euro 2020 is coming up this summer. The uh, the squads are going to be allowed to have three extra players in them. So there'll be a 26 player squad instead of the usual 23. Jack so Greenish still more or less won't get in. Mate. That Jesse Lynn- <laughs> you what?
1: Jack Greenish still won't get in. It's a disgrace. So get out. <laughs> What is great is Trent Alexander Arnold? What Trent's not gonna get in the squad squad as well, just disgrace. But I think, you know, I mean, yeah, it is kind of, I mean, obviously, he's
2: gonna get in the squad. Obviously, Trent
0: Alexander uh, Arnold is gonna get in the squad, like, clearly, he is.
1: He keeps picking trippier. I don't understand, (laughs) anyway.
0: Uh,
2: Trippier's fine. I mean, you know, he, he. he had a good World Cup um, back in 2018, but yeah, I mean, it, I, you know, when it comes down to it, obviously, Lionel is going to be in the squad, um, and I mean, yeah, that those extra spaces in the squad, I mean, more or less guarantee that Jesse Lingard's going to be there. I think, yeah. doesn't it? I mean, that's that's that sewn up for him I now.
1: Think front row seat, golden ticket on the on the coach. There mm. you go, Messi Lingard, right this way, sir.
2: Yep. The, uh, yeah, the most, uh, most promising, uh, young, uh, 28 year old. Yeah. In, uh, Backs in the world. The potential.
1: He's finally showing his potential.
2: <laughs> yeah. Finally showing his, his potential. It's, uh, yeah. Just a, a, sprightly 28 years old, still doing his fortnight dances and whatnot. We love to see it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, so he'll be he'll yeah that that pretty much guarantees that he's going to be in the squad if if South gets allowed to bring three extra players all he has to all he has to do is stay fit now doesn't he and then that's that's
0: it he's he's in the team. Um, other than that, yeah, there's no other football stuff to talk about, is there? Well, I don't know. Okay,
1: Uh, Sorry,
0: Jesus Christ, man.
1: <laughs> well, you know.
2: Show's not that bad, is it? I mean, I know it's. Uh, no, I know we're quite uh, it's, niche, and you know we're it's, not. It's not maybe not the most accessible listen. But.
1: It's it's well. Sorry, I was just yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's it's half past nine. I get very sleepy. And um, <clears throat> don't,
2: don't, what are you trying to? Are you trying to dox us, bro?
1: Stop! stop oh <laughs> oh,
2: it's stop, half stop nine. Time in, doxing us
1: in 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 uh, Pacific time.
2: In Minecraft.
1: In Minecraft
2: it's half nine in Minecraft. It's, it's
1: half nine. If you tell so people
2: what time it is. Oh
1: don't worry. If you I tell people what time it is, Tennet
2: can come Tenet can come find us.
1: I can edit. Tenet's, it gonna,
2: out. Tenet's gonna come and kill us now.
1: I can cut Fuck. I can edit this out. It Damn it. And make it seem
2: Right, okay. David seamless. Um, yeah.
1: You you, you worry, we're not live. So, I it, saw it can someone. all be chopped and changed and I can make it I can I can I have the power of editing.
2: It's, Don't you dare chop and change a goddamn thing! We got to, we, we owe it to the fans to keep this oh, as real right. as possible.
1: Yeah, all right, well, my, yeah,
2: we're gonna keep doing this shit until we get to like a, you know, we'll, we'll be like Joe Rogan doing like three-hour uh, episodes. Oh, dude, time. did you
1: see the the uh, the the spoke smoke weed? Oh, dude, it's so epic! Oh so random.
2: Uh, and we've got to take a, a quick break to uh, advertise uh, mushrooms. We've got to advertise these magic mushrooms. Uh, also, uh, d- uh, hey, you want to do this crazy diet? Yeah. That's, that's pretty much his show, right?
1: If you just want this very specific Arizona, Arizonian uh, mushroom, that that uh, that it is very specific. That is is good for the the the, the neurons in your brain because they it melts your brain, turns you into a complete idiot that listens to Jerry Rogan.
2: Yeah, they used it in MK Ultra.
1: Yeah, you just just send um, your personal details right. to this guy that I
0: know. Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah. Write your yeah, write your name and address on a postcard and um, yeah, just. Uh, yeah. send it to this guy I know and he'll hook you up. Um right, let's let's take a, a, a break here because we talked about football for uh, well over an hour at this point. Uh and we'll come back and we'll do some of the other bullshit that we uh, that we like to do. Okay? All right. See you in a sec. Oh, no, it's Glenn Hoddle. Oh, no.
1: Yeah, I know, mate. At the end of the day, you know, you probably used to something bad in a previous life, you know.
2: Yeah, you know, disabled people, don't deserve any sympathy because ultimately they are sinners from a previous life.
1: Yeah. I was, Fucking batshit. Just, just All the way crazy person. In the background, just looking at the footing ball. Not that I yeah. necessarily care about Champions League, but. Uh, watching it anyway,
2: you know it's nice. It's nice to imagine. We're back, by the way. Um, yeah, it's nice to imagine, isn't it? Uh, being, uh, you know, being in the Champions League, hearing that, uh, you know, hearing the the
1: anthem, you know, the Champions. Uh, this programme is sponsored us once. by Heideken and Ford and, and this from this evil and oil company, Gavin Scott, and this
2: spell. Yes. Don't think about it. Just. Put it out of your mind. And
0: bluechew.com. <laughs> um text football you know, for
1: we're, 50% off. <laughs>
2: uh we're we're back from uh, from the break. Uh we should probably
0: do some cultural appropriation, shouldn't we? Okay. Sound a bit passive aggressive, but yeah, okay. Cultural appropriation. Yeah. Here it is.
1: Um <laughs> I was I was that was I thought right. that was the space for the for the jingle. Oh, I'm so confused. Oh.
2: Oh you fucked it right up. Yeah. Um it yeah, it's you'd have thought after fifty episodes we'd have figured some of this yeah. out a bit better, but yeah, whatever. Um yeah, so cultural appropriation is the bit of the show. Uh where everybody that doesn't like football can stop fast-forwarding the episode now um, because we're going to talk about, uh, you know, things outside of football that we like and that you, the listener, may also enjoy Uh, because we, you know, obviously we're the arbiters of what's good and what's not. So you can feel free to enjoy the uh, following pieces of culture. Lawrence, what do you got for us?
1: Okay well this week I'd like to just talk about uh, a series of video games I've mentioned them before uh, but uh, Resident Evil uh, they're coming out with the 8th uh installment of their of their uh series called Resident Evil Village that'll be coming out in maybe Yeah now
0: where do
2: you, you stand know? on the 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 big tall lady because that that seems to be well. quite the topic of conversation <clears> on on Twitter a lot of people are horny for the the big tall lady in it
1: Lady Dimitrescu, as she's she isn't called. Um, I don't know. Um, yeah, whatever. I don't have this. I don't know. Maybe I'm just uh weird, but I don't like get horny for like video game characters all that much. Uh, I don't know. I'm kind of, I just,
2: <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, you're not, you're the weird one. I'm, yeah, yeah, you're weird, you're weird for not liking I,
1: that. <laughs> it's it's like, I mean, you, you, I get it, people. People meme like meme themselves into liking weird fetishes and stuff, but whatever, whatever they're into, fine. I'm not judging. Just saying, just saying. Sometimes people start doing it as a joke, and then they uh, they actually do get into these things. Uh, but anyway, as I was saying, um, I don't know. It's just a video. It's just a bunch of polygons, man. You don't get all horny over a bunch of <laughs> a pre. A poly, yeah, poly- but then
2: I mean, you you know, you can break down everything like that. You know, like porno <laughs> is just a bunch of uh, you know. Before well' it was just a bunch of still images, you know, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. that you're viewing at a but rapid those, speed to give the impression of movement, you know. But, but those are real
1: people. I mean, you know, it's different. It's, this is a video game character. She's a vampire lady. <laughs> are they, lady, and are she's they like, Lawrence?
2: Well, I don't know. We all wear masks.
1: Yeah, we we metaphorically so, and, yeah. and literally. Uh, but, you know, she's um, just like, you know, it's this it's thing, I hope that, it seems to always be the case with Resident Evil games that the 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 villains always turn into big tentacle penis monsters. And I just I just want mm. a Resident Evil game where the villains don't turn into big. Now tentacle, that's that's what monsters. you're
2: horny for. Is that what you're saying? You're not well, no. You're not into just, the big tall lady, but the penis monsters. Yeah. You are. You're into mm. the tentacle yeah. stuff.
1: You're, you're a man of culture. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like you and
2: you and Kurt, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I can Yeah, yeah, Are both into the
1: <laughs> and um, yeah, but that's that's the only thing I worry about. Is just like, is this going to be another where the the, the villains turned into big tentacle monsters, and it's just every time. But I just wanted to talk about it because um, I haven't really had a whole lot of albums listened to. There was one album from last week that I wanted to recommend, but I've remembered now. It's it's just Mike Oldfield tubular bells. I mean, if you really want to listen to it it's
0: Oh, it's
2: just Mike Oldfield. You know, just so Mike Oldfield's tubular it's a, bells. Yeah.
1: It's not like it's one of the pioneering sort of concept downs or whatever. Uh but yeah, that's that's a good listen. I felt if you're into that kind of uh style of progressive rock, I guess you could call it. I don't know what you would call it. Um that's the thing about it. Mm. Uh because it transcends. It bookends stars. nicely with a,
2: a recommendation I made uh, a few episodes ago, where I recommended The Exorcist, because obviously that yeah. that music from Tubular Bells features quite heavily in uh, in The Exorcist.
1: Yeah, but um, as I was saying about Resident Evil, yeah, I've seen gameplay, I've seen demos have come out. Now they release half-hour demos of of each little sections of the game. It looks, yeah, you know, looks quite good. Um, I watch walkthroughs obviously because I'm I'm too scared to just jump in and play it myself. And, um, but yeah, it, looks, it looks, looks, you know, looks all right. And I, I like how they've, uh, you know, they've gone back to basics. You know, like that's, Res- that's Res- Lawrence's is-
2: endorsement. Yeah. That's Lawrence's endorsement for the thing he wants you to check out is that it looks all right.
1: It looks pretty good. And I hope I enjoy it. I just wanted to talk about Resident <laughs> Evil because I've been watching a lot of, uh, you know, Gameplay or walkthroughs, and just anyway, and um,
2: now yeah, because it's 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 interesting because you are like you are like a uh, you're a big Resident Evil Stan, it's fair to say, is that right? I,
1: would, I don't know if I'd say Stan because I, I, just, it's just been a game, one of those games that like they've made some good games, and you know, I remember playing them back in the day and bit you know. Getting so far that the problem, like Resident Evil 2, was it was a kind of game where you had to really know what where everything was or where to go, and I had no idea. But um, mm. it's been yeah, it's it's one of those games where it's sort of it has somewhat redeemed itself a bit because uh Resident Evil 6 was uh, sort of crazy over the top action, just bombastic in every way. But then with Resident Evil 7. They went back to basics, but it was done through first-person perspective. It was just like we, mm. we went, we went back to doing the creepy mansion, creepy mansion with like, but yeah, and um,
2: kind of a like a ghost, uh, ghost train, haunted house kind of, yeah, uh, theme park ride almost.
1: It, it's set in Louisiana, and it's a family. Where's well, does Resident uh-huh. Evil Seven? Or is it? Uh, <clears throat> I'll talk about Resident Evil in a sec again. But uh, just Resident Evil 7 is like set in the deep south. It's like this, ba- this family that took in this girl who's actually a, a bioweapon of some sort, but she has this ability to take over their to take over their minds and turn them into, you know, cool monsters and whatever, killers. But anyway, uh, the Resident Evil Village, kind of like Resident Evil 4, where it's set in an old creepy European villages and... and and this time it's got, like, lichen or werewolves, whatever you want to call them, along with, like, vampires and mm. stuff. So there's part of I me mean, that's like, oh, as if now they're doing vampires and werewolves. Oh, this is... Resident Evil's going over the huh. topic. What again. is this, Twilight? First with the tentacle penis monsters, and now you have got vampires and werewolves. No. Come on. But, I, d-
2: <laughs> I, I wanted to fight zombies. I, d- I didn't sign yeah. up to watch freaking Twilight. Why yeah. don't you just? Why don't you just put freaking... Justin Beaver on the soundtrack. While you're at it, God, yeah.
1: it's twenty twenty. What is this? Twenty twelve, twenty eleven. The it's, it's,
0: what is this? Two
1: thousand and eight. Yeah, but no, um, it, looks, it looks. So after,
2: so after you. So the after having having said, shut up for a second. So uh, after no, having said not. all of that, uh, you 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 still. <laughs> You still maintain that you're not a a Resident Evil stan, having just uh, uh, right, spoken. I, I guess non-stop. For I a may not be.
1: I may not be as. Uh, you know, I, I feel sort of weird to say it. It's just I, I like I like the games. I think they're very very good. Uh, yeah. Like saying I'm a stan is. I mean, just my just my weird. point is because
2: you're not you're not really a out outside of the outside of the Resident Evil games. You're not really like a horror guy, though, are you? Like you're, yeah, you're not like you,
1: This was weird. I,
2: I've,
1: I'm not I really re- I, into horror movies. I, yeah, I can't really. But for some reason, the, yeah. the the exception I take with Resident Evil games, I suppose, because it's, it's a game and there's that kind of that mm. separation because it's a game. So it's not like a film where in a film it's more realistic looking and is actual you know yeah it's a f- a props and effects and yeah there's no uh it it, 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 it plays no on tentacle it, monsters no but um in a video game there's that because it's, it's for some reason it doesn't it's not the same as in a, a film for me but yeah I don't know why the, I think it's because I've known I've known the game since I was you know, young and, and everything and um but yeah, I just wanted mm. I just wanted to talk about it. You've grown it. up with it. Yeah, yeah, I think a lot of our people our you've, generation You
2: have grown you've grown <coughs> with the games in the same way that uh Lady uh Dan Petrescu whatever her name is Dimitris uh, has grown and grown and continued to grow she's got- until she's uh you know reached she's, whatever she is 10 feet tall. She's she's taller I than mean- Shaq, right? I think they they released some thing saying that she's like She's taller than Shaq, and her feet are also bigger than Shaq, which is like, there you go, foot perverts. (laughs) This one's for you, Quentin Tarantino.
1: (laughs) And there's like, she's got like three, I don't know whether they're actual daughters, but they're like three sort of, you know, very all in black sort of vampires daughters and it's like this is like this is like the ultimate kind of porno scenario it's like oh no i'm in a room with four girls oh no they're gonna they're gonna suck blood oh no
2: oh no a a 10 foot a 10 foot milf and her three goth daughters are gonna oh god suck my blood
1: this is like (laughs) <laughs> this is the, the developers of this game were who, in-
2: who among us has not had that fantasy you know yeah. it's the, it, the most common fantasies are that you know you got like your you know nurse uh teacher secretary yeah. you know uh fantasies and then i think at the top of all of that it's the <laughs> it's the the giant uh shack sized lady uh with her her three goth chick daughters uh, chasing you make, around a you know, mansion eat, eat you alive
1: chasing you around a mansion trying to chasing suck your you blood chasing you
2: around like a spooky <laughs> yeah chasing you around a spooky house Yeah. yeah. what what hot-blooded male has has not, I just uh, has have, not fantasized I'd, about that?
1: My boner would just be knocking all the vases over just like oh god. Oh. Just making so much noise.
2: Yeah, I'm running down this running down this creepy hallway but I'm knocking over all these ornaments <laughs> with my boner.
1: Oh, oh man, are oh you I lo- got I just happened to find myself in your chambers. Oh no! What are you going to do?
2: Yeah, <sighs> yeah. yeah. We've all seen it. It's, it's it's like you know you go on browsers. It's it's every other video, pretty much. It's it's yeah. It's,
1: oh, this, it's this is gonna this is gonna fuel the very, porn industry for another few months. It's every. It's just gonna be so much like.
2: Oh, at least yeah, yeah. No, this is gonna replace all the you know all the stepsister stuff. Um. Yeah, uh, you got so yeah. You got any uh, any other porno recommendations, Lawrence? Uh, n-
1: no, no, not at all. No, not at all. I-
0: just the Resident Evil one. Okay. Yeah, yeah, just you
2: know. Um, um I'll recommend, so, but no, seriously though. You, so you recommended uh, Mike Oldfield's Tubular Bells and uh, Resident yeah. Evil Village. Is uh, yeah, which yeah. will be
1: okay. coming out next month. Uh, if you're uh, if you're into those sorts of games, uh, check it out. It should be a, a thrill. It should be a great.
0: If you're a horny gamer like Lawrence, check it, it out.
1: Extremely horny,
0: and you, yeah, check it mm. out. It should be fun. Um. My recommendations this week, uh just a, a couple
2: of recommend musically I'll recommend. Um there's an Australian artist um that my uh my girlfriend has has been playing a lot uh, recently and I've I've been getting into more and more. Uh, there's a guy named Donnie Benet. Um I think it's it's B E N E T, I believe is how you spell his surname. Um yeah, he's an Australian guy, one of those dudes that sort of, you know, plays uh plays all writes the songs and plays all the instruments and records everything himself and then he you know he tours with a with a band um he's got kind of a um kind of a uh like a harmar superstar vibe if anyone anyone remembers him um where he's kind of like a you know he's like a kind of an overweight uh kind of balding guy with a with a mustache but he makes all these uh songs that are, you know about like all these kind of like disco songs about uh you know making love and sexy ladies and stuff um so it, it's uh, yeah it, you know there's there's quite a funny kind of juxtaposition with uh, how he looks cuz he kind of looks like he kind of looks like if wario was a real guy <laughs> um but uh but yeah he makes these kind of like smooth kind of uh yacht rock kind of discoy songs um that are a lot of fun he's a great bass player i mean like i said he musically I think he plays pretty much everything on his records but uh the bass lines that he plays are, are really kind of um they got that kind of Bernard Edwards uh f- from Chic kind of vibe to them um he's, yeah, he's got a real kind of a real good kind of uh, ear for for like good bass lines um he put out an album last year or earlier this year I'm uh, well, looking up now it's yeah uh last year 2020 uh, Mr Experience is uh, is the album um he's got a a couple of other albums out as well but yeah mr experience by by donnie benet it is uh the spelling is is correct from what i said (laughs) earlier b-e-n-e uh uh, uh, b-e-n-e-t the second e has a little uh accent over the top of it but you know type in b-e-n-e-t and you'll find it um yes check out mr experience by uh donnie benet and um I'll recommend a film that came out a, a few years ago. I only got around to, to seeing it for the first time this, this weekend um, edge of tomorrow or it, uh, in some places, some places it's called edge of tomorrow. Some places it's called live, die, repeat. It, it's weird. It, I think it, it was released in cinemas as edge of tomorrow. And then when it came out on TVD uh, it was retitled as live, die, repeat. It's, it's like a sort of sci-fi film with Tom Cruise in it. It's like a, Cross between Starship Troopers and Groundhog Day. Basically, Tom Cruise plays a um, he's sort of like a basically just kind of like a PR guy for the army, but he's he's a, he's an army officer, so he, he's he's sort of got to the rank of I think Colonel uh, by being just kind of like a like a PR guy, like a sort of you know like a, a, a spokesman or like a mouthpiece for for the army. Um, an alien invasion um, begins to sort of take place across uh, in across Europe uh, on on Earth. Um, and he finds himself, uh, being sent to the front lines, basically, um, having never served in combat before in his life. He's just, you know, like I said, he's basically just been sort of like a kind of a flashy PR guy. He's suddenly being sent to the, to the very front of this, uh, this battle against this, um, sort of very mysterious alien species that they, they only refer to as mimics, um, he gets killed almost instantly but then he immediately wakes up the day before the battle um so he's basically stuck in this loop of every time he goes into the battle he gets killed and then wakes up and it's the day before um and it's it's a lot of fun it was i was surprised by how much i enjoyed it it's it's genuinely very funny in some places because there is you know watching kind of tom cruise play uh you know, basically play an actor, you know, a, a guy that's never, a guy that's never had to actually do anything in his life is kind of the character that he's playing. Um, and suddenly he has to like, you know, <laughs> he suddenly has to like go fight in a war. Um, and at first he's really bad at it until he, uh, he meets up with Emily Blunt's character. Who's like this kind of, uh, she's like this crazy talented kind of super, super soldier lady, but it, turns out that that might not that might not be all that it seems but um yeah to start with it it's very funny to watch him kind of just get dropped in the same (laughs) dropped in the same spot and then get killed almost instantly again and again um so yeah check out edge of tomorrow i think it's on amazon it's probably on other streaming services as well but um yeah that's that's a lot of fun for like a a big budget kind of sci-fi blockbuster that's not like a remake or a sequel i think it's i think it's it's loosely based on a Japanese novel or a manga, uh, which is called "All You Need Is Kill," but it's it's yeah, it's neat to see like a you know a big budget kind of movie like that that isn't just like an existing an existing piece of intellectual property being rebooted or or franchised. It's you know it's 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 cool to see something like that. So uh, yeah, check out Edge of Tomorrow and uh, Mr. Experience by Donny Benet. Um Full time score: Real Madrid one, Chelsea one. So. Chelsea with the
1: advantage, away thing. goal
2: advantage going to the second leg there. Yeah. Um, if you have enjoyed this episode or if you've been affected by any of the issues discussed in it, um, <laughs> please get in touch. Uh, you can email us at juniorfunners at gmail.com. Please email us. Uh, we don't, we, we, we're very lonely. Um, follow us on Twitter. We're at junior funners. We're also on Facebook. Uh, you can just type junior funners into your Facebook there and you'll, you'll find the page. Uh, me and Lawrence are both independently on, uh, on Twitter as well. I'm, uh, at Ollie Munster and Lawrence is at IB online. Uh, did you, have you cracked 500 followers yet?
1: <laughs> no, no, not even close. I need another 75 mm. or so.
0: Yeah. <clears throat> I would say that's pretty close. <laughs>
1: Um, well, yeah, but, uh, yeah. Still, well, still, go, it's still, it's guys. well, it's, let's just give it a couple more months. Maybe It might get to 500. I think, <clears throat>
0: uh, I think I get there quicker yeah. than you think. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Well, bye.